Welcome to Stay Paid. We are a sales and marketing podcast, and our whole goal here is to help all of you close more deals in your business and retain more of those clients that you work so hard to earn. As a matter of fact, our guest today has a unique perspective on the retention part by using gratitude to develop lifelong relationships. But first, Luke. Yes. First, we must do introductions. Yes, we must do introductions. If you don't know yet, my name is Joshua Steich. I'm VP of Marketing here at Reminder Media, and your host is Luke Acri, president at Reminder Media. But they refer to me as VP of Finance these days. VP of Finance. Hey. I'm running the finance team. And it, I, didn't I say like <laughs> four episodes again if I'm still running the finance team within four, like a couple episodes, and you should be nervous? I, I don't know. I think nervous. I said that. Yeah. I, no, but update for all of you. We are close. I've been We're interviewing close. tons of candidates, have a couple candidates down to the final rounds. Interviewing is so difficult because you get to spend such limited time with people and anybody, I, I, I ref, you can kind of be like a rubber band. Anybody can stretch themselves to kind of fit what you they think you want for a little bit, but then they naturally want to go back. So it's all about trying to go and kind of cut through is this person a really good fit for the position or is it something they're just kind of, you know, selling you a bill of goods or something like that? And interviewing is very tough. Maybe we should do a podcast on interviewing. We should. We should bring it, Ethan on. Here. Yeah, we should bring Ethan on. I mean, there's really three things I look for. This You guys can write these down. This first golden nugget. Then Wait, we brought Ethan on here. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but but I think that was on that. recruiting. I don't know <laughs> if that was on interviewing, okay. but maybe it was on interviewing. Technical skill set, proven track record, chemistry with the team. There's the three things. Dude, I as a matter of fact, on an interview. for those who don't know, you recently did a uh, video on that. Yeah, Instagram TV, right? On your Instagram. Yep. Follow at, at Luke, Luke Acre. Dude, he is killing it with these videos. Killing lately. it. Our team, Andrea and Ariel, they have been cranking out videos, and you have been bringing the fire, dare I yes. say, the fire. The golden nuggets, as oh, we say nuggets. here on the podcast. Fiery the nuggets, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> the fiery nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, enough of that. Our guest today is Kim Angeli. I had to ask her how to pronounce her last name, and I almost said it wrong. Angeli. Angeli. No, it's Angeli. I know, it's Angeli. Kim, other than being a client of ours, is also the founder and president of Grateful Box, a company on a mission to help people develop an attitude of gratitude. They also assist business owners in developing raving fan plans, connecting with the client beyond the transaction. Kim, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah, Kim, it's awesome to have you. I was sharing with you a little bit before you came on, but just so the audience knows, what I love about what we're about to share, guys, is what Kim is all about has really been the core fundamental belief that Josh and I have used to grow Reminder Media. This idea of, you know, if you guys listened to our podcast a few weeks ago with Ricky Carruth, it was mm. the idea of relationships yep. over transactions. Yep. It's the same type of theme. It, like, we are so passionate on growing business based upon relationships versus focusing on just the deal. Because I'm a firm believer, if you focus on the deal, you'll have a business today. If you focus yeah. on the relationship, you'll have a business forever. And I know, you know, just uh, listening and reading about Kim before she came on, I know that this is what has driven her success in life. And what's interesting is she'll tell you this story, but she built an insurance agency. So all my insurance agents that are listening right now, she built a really successful insurance agency and sold that. She's had a lot of different journeys on her career. And I believe we're going to learn today that she's applied these principles that we're going to talk about. And what I want to do is I want to get into like the tactics of how do you apply gratitude? Because I'm sure you guys have heard before, you got to give value, you got to apply gratitude, but how do you actually apply tactical things that you can implement in your business that you can literally take action on? So listen up, grab your pen if you're not driving, 
take notes because we want to dive into some strategies today. But Kim, welcome to the podcast. If you could just take, you know, a minute or two and introduce yourself and really share with the audience your story, your journey, all the things that you've done and really what has led you to starting this company, Grateful Box. And, and what are you passionate about now? So I'm Kimmy Angeli, and I am the creator and founder of Grateful Box, and I have an eclectic background. <laughs> um, it is spans from my first job out of college working for Campbell Soup Sales, and yes, I had 95 grocery stores, and yes, one time I dressed up as the Campbell Soup Kid. God bless me. <laughs> and I worked in a grocery store, if you can only imagine that as a 24-year-old. And so then I moved into working for birthing mobile phones into the world. I sold the first bag phones. Did you really? Luke wow. might not even be old enough to know what a bag Probably not, phone but is. Probably not, but I did. I, I sold cell phones too. So we, we yeah. had that in common. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't bag phones. I sold Blackberries. Does anybody remember oh, Blackberry? the Blackberry? I'm just oh, kidding. Well, you know, <laughs> I was way before you. The Crackberry. <laughs> the Crackberry. And, and, and so I learned dealing with in sales. I've been in, I went to school for marketing and sales. I've been in sales my entire career. And I've been taught and trained by some of the biggest Fortune 500 companies, Cisco Systems, Sprint. And we learn how to keep clients. We, I learned actually from my parents. I've learned from, they owned an insurance agency. I helped manage my mother's birthday card organization box at 14 years old to send birthday cards. Oh, wow. My mother was a six-figure earner at New York Life in the late 80s, and she sent massive amounts of birthday cards and thank you notes. And I just think that's what I learned how to do when I was younger. And I just carried it into my business life. So if I interviewed with an employer, like if I was interviewing Luke for your position and I had the interview, well, guess what you would get from me about two days after? A thank you note. Oh my gosh. How many of your people have sent you a thank you note after the interview? I don't think Maybe I've had your three things. I don't think I've had a single person. So I've had people send emails. So I don't uh, know. I wouldn't count an email count. as the same thing. I, I, will, I will tell you, we recently had a candidate who sent a handwritten thank you note. And I remember her name more than any of the other yep. candidates. Yeah. I can't name any of the other ones. I remember. That's her a name. great, great point. Yep. Great. Right. great it point. matters. Right. That stuff matters. And when I worked for Cisco Systems, I traveled eight states, had a big quota. And then. You know, I did it then. You built relationships. Yep. You know, you do a million dollar deals, you built relationships. But when I got laid off from Cisco Systems on April 23rd of 2001 and got handed a big severance package in the dot com, <laughs> I took that and built my insurance agency from the ground up. Nice. I didn't want to work for corporate America anymore. I wanted to have, have you know, flexibility. Freedom. Of course, you know, I'd work 100,000 hours not to work 40 for corporate America. Someone else, but, yeah. And then, and that's what I did in my business. So, and this is one of the things that I tell insurance agents that I coach. The difference between myself as an agent and someone who doesn't believe in what I believe in is there's only one engagement the whole year. You're going to mail the policy to the customer and then you're never going to engage with them again. Mm. Well, where are you adding value in that person's life? And so I constantly was adding value and asking my clients, how can I help you be better? How can I help grow more business? We celebrated birthdays. We sent sympathy cards. We sent fruit baskets. And my biggest, um, one of my biggest wins, not knowing it was, was I called one of our largest clients in insurance and I sent an ice cream truck to their place of business one June. An Friday ice, cr afternoon, an June. ice cream truck? truck an like. ice cream truck. 
Yes, for all the employees. Now, can you imagine an insurance agent calling up the client and saying, hey, how's it going? You know, I want to send an ice cream truck to your office for your employees because we love you as a customer. (laughs) That is incredible. Dead silence on the other end. Dead silence. So we did we did that kind of thing to let the client know that we cared about them beyond insurance, beyond the transaction. I sent sixteen hundred birthday cards a year to my wow. customer base, mm. and sometimes that was the only birthday card they they got. That is crazy. Now, how big did you end up growing your insurance agency? Like, you know, did was it just you as the insurance agent? Did you have people under it? How many clients did you end up? growing it to. So I replaced myself with six people. Okay. I had a staff of six when okay. I sold it. I sold it to the salesperson I hired in 2010. Oh, that's fantastic. Awesome. I handpicked him out of a BNI group. Okay. I actually went there strategically to meet someone to work for me because I knew I needed to duplicate myself because okay. I didn't want to be the only single, you know, what happened is I, um, you know, you, you're really good at sales and then you start and then you own the place and you're like, what happened here? <laughs> place right and and so I hired him to go out and shake hands and kiss babies and build relationships and I didn't let him get into the ops okay yep right because I did ops I manage people and it's not my wheelhouse I'm really good at shaking hands and kids and babies and solving problems for people yeah and um so we really I replaced myself with six people and grew it and it was at the best it was that it was running. I lived three and a half hours away. I was working on the business, not in it. I had achieved the ultimate thing. That's awesome. Um, but in April of 2013, April 29th of 2013. See, April is a big transition month for me. If you can't tell, I get laid off from Cisco <laughs> Systems. Born in April. I um I, I have a building burned to the ground in April of 2013. In and your insurance agents. What is it? In the insurance agency? In the insurance agency. Okay. I had a condominium at NC State um, catch fire at 2 o'clock in the morning from a cigarette butt. And I was there all weekend. And one of my epiphanies after I flew in Zurich for the claims was a lot. I just felt like people were not grateful. They weren't appreciative. The property manager was asking me when was the insurance going to renew and how much was it going to be. And I'm like, we have fire trucks to the left and we have fire trucks to the right. And I flew in claims and the renewals like 12 months from now. Like mm. I'm not concerned about the insurance renewal. I'm concerned about the lives of 45 students. Mm. And I got in my car and I drove home, drove back to my office. And I told my mother, who was my assistant, we called her the gift fairy. I said, I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but I'm going to go into the world and teach people about gratitude, appreciation, and relationships matter. And I'm not sure what that looks like, but I'm going to start that journey. Wow. And in my mind, I really started, how was I going to sell my insurance agent for a big profit? Wow. And I sold it the end of 2015. So then- To the sales rep I hired in 2010, who is a rock star. He, everything I taught him, he learned, he does. And he builds relationships. And he's not transactional. And I told him that would serve him in insurance. So you left you left a successful insurance business because you didn't experience gratitude when this building burnt down. And then right. you decided it was, it was an aha moment for me. Gotcha. 
then you decided to build this company called Grateful Box. So, you know, walk us through kind of the journey of here you sell your business. How long after did you start Grateful Box? What what was it? Like, was it just an idea? Like, did you know what you were going to do before you sold it ultimately with how you would make money off a of Grateful Box? But like, walk us through what it's all about. So in 2010, <clears throat> I actually was having a really crummy year. And um, it was, we were coming out of the downturn, but I lost about $90,000 worth of revenue oh, wow. in one day on March 15th of 2013 from one single-handed client. Mm. And so I had been studying Jack Canfield, who's actually one of my coaches, and he said, Kim, you should practice gratitude. You know, I read his books. I read Tony Robbins. I read Jim Rohn. You should practice gratitude. But I was just too busy building my business. Mm. When am I supposed to practice gratitude? I'm, I'm building a business here. I don't have time. I'm raising a daughter. I have a husband. Life is busy. So I took a box off the shelf of a like a Kmart, and I started writing one note of gratitude a day before I went to bed and put it in the box. Hmm. That's all I could muster in that moment in my life. Yeah. I was just too busy. I was replacing myself with six people. And so every night I would write, I could, I could, I could write the one note of gratitude and put it in the box and go to bed with a positive mindset. Well, over time I realized, wow, huh, that Jack Gamble guy, he might know what he's talking about. And it, I started shifting this negative chatter in my mind to more positive thinking. And so the Grateful Box was born in 2010 and I bought gratefulbox.com in 2010. Okay. And it just kind of sat in my brain on a shelf. And then when I started looking at selling my company, my number one client in insurance sold her company first. And she called me up in January of 2015 and said, Hey, that Grateful Box thing you've been talking to me about since I met you, what are you going to do with that? I was like, girl, I run an insurance agency. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm, I don't know. And so she actually helped me create this. This came out of my brain into the world as we know it. And so she is the one that found the box and the, so that we could sell them. So I did insurance and gratitude in 2015. I did both companies that year. Okay. Uh and then just decided I couldn't do both. So for those listening and not watching, you got to go to youtube.com slash reminder media. You will see she held up a box and I'm assuming I want you to walk us through what's in each grateful box so we can understand it. But um, go to staypaidpodcast.com and you can see it or reminder media on YouTube and you'll be able to see it as well. But what's in the box, Kim? So you're coming up with these boxes. Is it, is it a subscription? What is grateful box to your client base? So it comes with a notepad okay. and a pen. And basically, it is just sits out. I wanted something outside of social media, something that could sit on a desk, sit beside a bed, sit on a kitchen table. And this box is actually filled with the notes my dad wrote, and he passed away last April. Oh, wow. So these are all his grateful notes that he wrote. So I can read these. He's not here anymore. And I have people that mail these all over the world as a sim to say I'm grateful. So I have an insurance um, training company in California. And when they have an event, they give a grateful box to the attendees. Oh, wow. I have speakers that mail them around the country and they, we, we handwrite a note of thankfulness and say, dear John, you know, Melissa said she really appreciates the speaking engagement you hired her for, you know, Jim Smith. And we mail it out for them. It's just a way, and it sits on the desk, 
So here you've attached and anchored a positive experience with the person, and we will actually put a company's logo on them. We will co-brand them. That's something we're working on at a bigger level because we have to order more of them. But it's just a reminder to that person that either buys it for themselves to start their journey of gratitude, right? The one note a night to have a better mindset. Right. Or it's a gift to someone, a client, a friend, or a family member that I'm grateful for you, right? And and here's a here's a way to start your gratitude journey instead of a lot of people get very discouraged when they hear, well, get a gratitude journal and write down 25 things you're grateful for. If they've never practiced gratitude, that's very overwhelming to someone who hasn't had that habit developed. So this is like the baby step into gratitude outside of a gratitude journal. I call it the substitute. The substitute. It's the baby step. I love it. I, I, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, when people hear for the first time this idea of practicing gratitude and, or you go to your first Tony Robbins conference or something like that, a lot of times it can be that overwhelming or really people see it as like corny or like, oh, this is just some voodoo magic type stuff. But it is amazing the power of the mind that your mind, your body gives up so much, or sorry, your mind gives up so much faster than your body does. We quit so much faster than what we actually can accomplish. And this, it's like training habits. You're the sum of your habits, right? So you as a person right now, you're the product of your habits. So if you're, if you're not happy with where you're at, look into your habits and start changing your habits. Well, the only chain, time or only way to change your habits is what? Is through your mindset. Because your habits are a product of what's in your mind and really what's in your heart. And so how do you change what's in your mind and in your heart? Well, it's through processes like showing gratitude, writing down things, changing the way you think about things. It's through the process of educating yourself and reading. But so many people don't see it in this type of scientific way. They see it in this kind of mystical way and they don't understand. No, no, no. This is like something that scientifically is proven that if you sit there and you practice gratitude, you can change the way you think about things, which ultimately will affect the habits in your life, which ultimately will affect what the product of what you are and the product of what you are. If you want to change your life, change your habits. So I think it's Super, super powerful. So walk me through then, you know, there's real estate agents listening to this. There's insurance agents listening to this. How do they implement gratitude as a sales and marketing tool in their business and in a positive way, right? So a lot of people hear sales and they put it next to relationships and they're like, oh, those are two anti things. I don't believe that. I think sales is giving value to people. But, you know, walk us through how you implemented gratitude strategically, building your insurance business and how you do it today, building even Grateful Box. Well, it's very important to have a roadmap at the beginning of the year. And why do I do a roadmap? It's because I've been that business owner where November comes, which I call the grateful month. And we're like, oh, I didn't thank my employees. Or I didn't thank my clients. And we all go on the fruitbasket.com website and we buy a fruit basket. Yep. But what happens with that, and I tell a story when I speak, and you can either use it or not, is I every year I went to my biggest clients, and I would ask them, hey, can I get 30 minutes of your time? I really want to see what your goals are for your business, and I want to see what I can do to maybe help you move the needle either revenue-wise or connection-wise, and how may I help you outside the insurance transaction? Okay, well, first of all, they thought that was, what? who is this girl, right? <laughs> and if I knew they like books, I would take them a book or whatever. Well, I went and met with my largest client, 
in 2011, I think it was 2011. And I went down and I had sent about $4,000 of the Perry and David gift baskets. Do you know what they are? The yep. boxes, they have pears, they're yep. gorgeous. Yeah. They're expensive. Mm-hmm. And it was a stretch for me to spend that kind of money for Christmas time. But, you know, it's just what you do and everybody else does it, so you do it. So I had sent him a really nice Harry and David gift tower um, to his office. Well, he has 35 employees. So I get there and I'm sitting down with him and I'm like, oh, well, tell me about how you want to grow your business. And and I didn't want to say, did you get the Harry and David gift basket? <laughs> you know, like the first time I saw it, I just to kind of have the conversation. I didn't want to go, did you get it? Did you get it? You didn't call me. There are no smoke signals. And so... At the end of the conversation, I said, hey, you know, did you get my Harry and David gift basket? And he's like, who's Harry and David? I'm like, what? What do you mean who's Harry and David? Have you never had one of their pears? They're delicious. And he's like, did you ship it here? I said, yeah. He said, well, my employees are like locusts. Have you seen the reception area? I've never seen a Harry and David pear. So I get in my car, and this office is like an hour north, an hour south of where I live. And you could literally, like, put your car on cruise, maybe 70, 75, and point your car north, and I could go home. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm kind of, I'm in this reactive, furious state that I spent all this time and energy to make sure he got the basket, and he never saw it. So that next year comes, and it's Thanksgiving, not Christmas time, and I call Cheryl's cookies. You ever seen them? They're individually yep. wrapped. They come with frosting. They're delicious. He has three kids a beautiful wife, and I, in the process of the year, gotten his mailing address for the, his home address, mm. right? Because I'm nosy and I can find anything on Google or ask his wife. <laughs> so I had cookies shipped to his home two days before Thanksgiving, and she actually called me and said, thank you for the cookie box. We got it at the house. We saved John a couple of cookies because the kids have already eaten them all. Okay, well, the impact was so different. Yep. It's not that I didn't care about his employees. I'll do an ice cream truck for them. But I want the decision maker to know that I care about him beyond insurance. Mm. And so the impact was different the next year. So I decided that I was going to take and do a roadmap from then on outside of Christmas in November. And it touched my clients outside of those really busy where everybody and their brother is bringing in Christmas treats or that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was going to be unique in this very noisy world. And so I put together a strategy to send birthday cards and thank you notes outside of those two months so that I was easily remembered in their life. And it worked. I added like a couple hundred thousand dollars to my bank account that next year. Oh, my gosh. Now, it's such There's a, the ROI. Right yeah, there. seriously. A couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Now that's yeah. incredible. It's such a hard concept for people to wrap their mind around business owners, business people, salespeople. They think they need to be pushing product all the time. And no. it's, it's interesting because you do need to push product when that person is in the buying mode and need for your product because you're giving, it's all about giving value. And so I, I teach people that, look, when you look at your you know, segmentation of your list, right? And you have a database of clients. The only people you really, really want to push product to are the people that are, I call in the hot stage, meaning like if, if you're a real estate agent and you have someone that's actively looking for a home, well, you don't really want to send them just lifestyle-based stuff, recipe cards, stuff like that, because though they might enjoy it, they are in the need right now for the product you offer. So they're going to really appreciate and see value in what you send them versus someone who's in like maybe the cold status 
they have no desire for listings coming into their inbox every single day or a market flyer coming into their, their mailbox. What they would rather have is a box of cookies that show up. But we as business owners, all we think about is pushing product all day long and it kills us. And the reason why it kills us is because if you send me market stuff and I'm not in the phase of needing that market information, if I'm not in the phase, that buying mode phase, what happens is I tune out. And, and in your brand in my mind obviously lowers, but more importantly, I'm not thinking about you. You haven't made an impact with me as we call it here at Reminder Media. And if you don't make an impact, then I'm not going to remember you. And the, right. the, the thing that you did with the cookies is you made an impact, whether it was cookies, pears, it could have been, it could have been an ornament you sent them. The key was the impact and the impact caused them to have this emotional feeling. And if you're a fan of Brian Buffini, all my real estate agents that listen to this, you know, he <laughs> talks about, creating a buzz, right? He talks about creating this gratitude, this buzz, like he does these Popeyes. And it, they're corny Popeyes. It's like a ketchup bottle and mustard. But his idea is I'm going to come up to Kim's house. I'm going to pop by her house and go, hey, Kim, just wanted to catch up with you and bring you some ketchup and mustard. Super, super corny. But it doesn't matter because it creates a buzz. It creates that you know reciprocity, as he would call it. You're creating that gratitude, that reciprocity where they want to do something nice for you. So you implemented cards in your business. You implemented sending cookies. What are some of the other ways you have seen gratitude work as a philosophy or strategy in your business? I teach gratitude calls. Okay. Um, it's one of the cheapest ways for someone with low marketing budgets. Um, and I don't let them, I script them and I don't let them say, oh, and by the way, it's BOGO, buy one, get one, like a carpet cleaner. <laughs> it's just a pure gratitude call. And you might, I tell them, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to push product in this call. We're going to wow them with just a call to say, hey, I'm just reaching out. We want to, you know, maybe I just want to confirm some of, you can even, if you want to say, I want to confirm some of your information so that we can reach out to you in the right manner and just say, we want to tell you, we really appreciate you. And we're not going to sell anything. It's why I teach my business owners that I coach. We're not going to stick your business card in the birthday card or the thank you note. They already know who you are. Mm. The minute you stick the business card in the thank you note, you've made it about selling something. Yep, Agreed. And we need to make it about them. Because if you touch your client five times a year, one of them can be about product. Because they already know what you do. You're just staying top of mind. You're graciously interrupting their day. Like I told the carpet cleaner, I said, what do you think about all day? Carpet. I said, what do you think <laughs> dentists think about all day? Teeth. <laughs> I said, the dentist didn't think about carpet. So it's your job to stay top of mind and graciously interrupt their life that they might want their carpets clean. That's your job. And so he's that. like, oh. And so I crafted gratitude calls. And after 32 calls, he generated about $7,500 worth of revenue. That's and he was awesome. Like, Why did that work? I'm like, because they weren't thinking about their carpet till you called. Mm. Right? It was just your job to stay top of mind. It's really your job to add value, stay top of mind, and thank. That is and people think, I'm going to send a thank you note. I've seen where I've sent a thank you note or just a card to someone, like a $5 car coffee, have a Starbucks coffee on me. And somebody call and either sign up for coaching, sign up, buy 50 grateful boxes. And that wasn't the intent, but all of a sudden I'm top of mind. I love that. I, I, you know, it's funny because you don't give yourself enough credit as a business or give, I should say, the person you're sending it to enough credit for them understanding who you are. 
Meaning like when you send in the thank you card and you put the the business card in there, you're making the assumption they don't realize you're a real estate agent, an insurance agent, whatever, but they do. They're smart enough to realize that. And so it's interesting just in being that top of mind, creating that gratitude. I think our fear, this is at least my fear in my life. The fear is I'm going to waste my money and time buying, like I'll use our magazine, for example, because we hear this all the time. You know, well, it doesn't have enough product information in it, you know, because it's all lifestyle. It's all entertainment. It's, it's for the client. It's not for you. And we hear this all the time. It's they don't have enough faith and they don't trust enough that if I just give out into my database of people, my world, that that will reciprocate back. And it takes a lot of faith to do something like that. But it's interesting, the interviews we do on this podcast, person after person after person is testifying to this, give, 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 and then take. And everybody, but all of us as business people, we're going to turn around tomorrow and guess what we're going to do? We're going to call to take. We're going to call to take. We're going to, we're going to do things to take instead of give. And it's just interesting how hard that is for us to um, overcome. Why do you think that is like in your world of coaching people? Why do people struggle so much practicing gratitude? Why is our like, why is it so hard for us to spend our money on things that are just giving? Because I think they have a false sense. They're already grateful and they're grateful for their clients in their mind. But I tell them you, you, you have, you can't just be grateful in your mind for your customer. You have to tell them and articulate it and show them that mm. the, the power is in the showing and doing. Like I could, I could say all day I'm appreciative for my clients, but if I don't take action and do something consistently, this is like I tell clients all day long. I said, as a salesperson or a business owner, and I love when a business owner tells me, oh, I'm not in sales. I own the place. Okay. <laughs> well, could you introduce me to your VP of sales and marketing? I would love to know them so I could help them with these. Oh, I don't have one of those. Okay. Well, if you own the business, you're in sales and marketing. <laughs> I'm just saying, I hate to be the one to tell you, Amen but to you're that. in sales and marketing. If you own the place and you don't have a sales and marketing team, you're it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I have that conversation all the time. Why not? Sales and marketing? I'm a plumber. Okay. So you're planting corn, right? We're planting corn every day. We're planting the seeds every day of connections and building relationships. But we can't plant corn today and eat corn tomorrow. And what happens in salespeople and business owners, and I see it every day, we'll do a relationship marketing campaign. We'll send out birthday cards or thank you notes to the top clients. Or let's say they send your magazine out and they don't get $500,000 worth of sales the next week. Yep. Right? They, they're like, oh my gosh, we didn't. It's We're planting corn. And so... Some of the corn will grow and we'll eat it. Some mm -hmm. of the corn will not grow. Some of the corn will die. But if we don't plant corn every day, we're not going to eat corn. Mm. And what happens is just like my carpet cleaner, I know for a fact, I love him, is once he did all those gratitude calls and got all that revenue, he didn't do any more. Mm. But see, you have to do about five things a day to move your business forward. So we're planting corn every day because the farmer doesn't go out and say, well, let's just throw some corn out there and hope tomorrow we come out here and we have stalks of corn. It doesn't happen. Yep. And so what happens with the salesperson is we get very frustrated. I've been there. I'm not that way now because I've unlearned those bad habits is I plant the corn. I water the corn. I nurture the corn. And some of the corn is big. They're my raving fans. Some of the corn is little. They might be my C clients. And then some of the corn I can put miracle grow and make them into raving fans. And then some of the corn that's I don't awesome. eat at all and I just move on. And so that's the difference is we become 
impatient with the process. That's so But if awesome. you don't consistently, what you work on 90 days from now shows up 90, today shows up 90 days from now. And they don't want to hear that. Right. They want to hear they do a Facebook campaign or a mailer and they're going to eat corn next week. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't even really say, I mean, that's such a golden nugget. Rewind that. Here's what I'll say to everybody. Listen to this. Rewind that. Listen to that again. Listen to the last two minutes again. That is the key. I cannot tell you how many people we've had on that it, it, the, it might be like you think of Sean. I think of Sean Carpenter that said the four H's, yeah. the four things he does every day. You're saying five things. But the point being is it's in the consistency of doing it every single day and doing it in a way that gives value, gives back to people you're reaching out to because th- – Business is a long-term game. It's a farming game. I think that's an incredible analogy. You make me want some corn right now, some sweet corn, because it's a great analogy of where people fall down in business. And the reason why they fall down is because some of you are in this boat right now listening to this. You have no money. Let's be honest. You're living on your credit card. You started your real estate business. You started your insurance business. So you have no money. And we heard this, I think, from Matt Holder on this podcast. You get commission breath. And everything becomes about, I got to get a check because if I don't get a check, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. And it takes a ton of discipline, a ton of discipline to not give in to that and to be consistent day in and day out. And if you do that, it's like you said, if you play a 90 day cycle, that next 90 days will be amazing. So you're in quarter two. We just started quarter two not too long ago. If you play quarter two out, your quarter three will be amazing. If you're having a crappy quarter two, it's probably because if you look at what you did in quarter one, you slacked off. So I think that's incredible, incredible, incredible advice. So, you know, you're doing this grateful box, right? And your clients are mostly like small businesses, like insurance agents, real estate agents. Okay. And now I hear you talk about like coaching, but you also have this box. So I would love for you to explain to the audience, like what is Grateful Box? Like if they're interested in checking out Grateful Box and how it can help them in their business, like what is that and what would they do? Well, they can go to gratefulbox.com and check out the services we offer. We do speaking, coaching. I'm a Jack Canfield certified trainer. Awesome. And I actually teach people I am statements, visualization, um, the five things you do a day to move your business forward, um, how we work on just just how how you can work on your business and not in the business. Because there's so many insurance agents and realtors that they're opening the mail. They're not leveraging other people's skills yep. in their business. Even in the beginning, you can do that. And so we just want to come alongside the business owner and help them. All of them want cash flow. Right. So what do we can do to get cash flow? Because I find when the revenue is good with the business owner, they're happy, <laughs> but they have to have consistent habits, consistent habits to make cash flow work. And they don't understand that you you can't just like it, it would be equivalent to me saying, well, I just don't brush my teeth every day or I don't bathe every day. Right. Their habits that we work on. And so we have to incorporate them every day. And so Jack Canfield, one of my coaches teaches five things. What are the five things you're doing every day to move your business forward and your life, your purpose and your passion? Mm. And you got to do them every day. I do gratitude every day. I do meditation every day. I do visualization every day. I walk every day. You know, it's, it's, it's every day or you have unintentional consequences that you just didn't want later. 
So, so you, really just, we want to come alongside the business owner and help them. And we have courses online. I'm one of the only, I'll just throw this in there. I'm one of the only Nextdoor business consultants in the country, which is where Nextdoor is a social media kind of platform. Yep. And I teach them how to go on there and get lo local referrals from that platform. I do that. And so we have a course online. I, do, I actually have another course, Grumpy to Grateful. You ever had any <laughs> grumpy clients? Oh, man. Oh, I teach you how to make them grateful. I, yeah, <laughs> I can't mention on yeah, the air. Yeah, the strategy. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. You, you, it's amazing because we're running Facebook ads, so I get to see all the negative comments that people uh, post. On. It's amazing how many people are so negative. And they're just it, waiting to get it out. They, they've, they've just been yeah. They need yeah. a way to, and it's just like, man, I understand negativity, but geez, ha, you know, yeah, try a little in your life. Try a little. <laughs> yeah. And you just have to say next. Next is a really yep. great word. Next. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Thank you. Next. Ariana Grande or something like that. Is Thank that, you. Next. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. that song out yes. right now? I don't know. Yes. So, all right. So, we sent her a grateful box right after her incident in the UK. Did you really? Okay. We mailed yeah. her a grateful box. That's awesome. Awesome. And awesome. then she has that grateful song. So my my daughter's like, I know it's because you sent her that box. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think it's <laughs> So, you know, one of the questions we ask everybody who comes on this podcast is, you know, we're all looking for the magic formula for success. It's one of our failures as business people is we're chasing the magic bullet. And look, I can't say it enough on the podcast. It doesn't exist. There's not a magic bullet out there. But there are routines and processes that successful people do. And, and I call them almost principles that they implement in their lives and in their business to drive success. You know, as you look back over your successful career and everything that you You've done what have been the routines that you have done that have really driven you know your success both personally and professionally so my first one is I'm a believer in that hour of power in the morning okay I actually study how Elrod I believe that you start your day the way you start your mindset and so I journal I write gratitude down um, I actually live by my calendar. I don't let other people steal my time because I time block my, like I don't, I have all my Fridays for the next, the rest of the year of their mind. They're blocked off. Wow. Because that's my Good choice. for you. And yeah. I believe a, grumpy is a choice and so is grateful. And I choose to stay in that mindset and I teach E plus R equals O, which is I'm, we have an event. We, Plus, we can respond, and then it affects the outcome. Mm. And so I just choose that my response is is always in the positive energy. And it has served me because I've been that reactionary person. I've been in fear and worry for cash flow. I've been in fear and, fear and worry for where, where are the insurance policies I'm going to sell. I've been in fear and worry. And the only antidote to fear and worry is gratitude. Mm. And so that's really the single-handed thing that changed my life and focusing on what's going well because there's so many people, like you said, focusing on what's going wrong. Right. And then more wrong shows up, right? If you're focused on negative cash flow, guess what you get? More negative, negative cash. cash flow. Yeah, I agree. Right? I agree. And so it's hard to get the business owners out of that because I'll say you're focusing on you know, lack of revenue. And guess what you're getting? More lack of revenue is the law of attraction. It's the law of vacuum. It's what we get what we focus on. And so I just don't let that negative chatter, I call her the evil roommate, <laughs> take a lot of a little, a lot of real estate up in my brain. I silence her with gratitude and say, you know what? You might not know so much. 
And I'm going to be grateful for what I have now and not focus on what I don't have. And it just shifts your entire life. Life. It just shifts your entire life. I love that. That's my really big thing I've learned over 27 years is gratitude. Now, that's amazing. And you can you can adapt to the at or you can be in the atmosphere that you are in or you can change the atmosphere you're in. And I think it was right. Gandhi that said, be the change you want to see. So many people, we just literally accept the the atmospheres that we're in and we almost find comfort, I find, in the things that have happened to us, the negative things, because they give us an excuse for why we have the misery in our lives that we have. I find that so true as I've grown business, as I've grown this business, even in my friendships in my life. It's very interesting to see people create the stories, as Tony Robbins says. They, they write a story about their life, and they don't understand you're, you're defining your life off of that story you wrote. You can write any story. Successful people write the story they want versus accepting the story that, you know, protects them from the fear that they would have to step out on the branch and get the fruit. So I, I love it. I think that's an incredible principle. Last question for you, Ken. This one's more of a deep one. What would you go back and tell your younger self? You know, that little girl, Ken, what advice would you give her knowing what you know now? I would tell my younger self because I was really into stuff. I, my father passed away last year and I love him, but he was into things like yachts. I grew up in a yacht. I grew up on the back of a yacht in a cocktail party. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so my dad was a big boater. We always had a big yacht and um, I've had kind of this great life. I mean, I'm a hard worker, but I've had kind of this magical life of fun. And <laughs> I think I would go back and tell my younger self that it's not really about the stuff, the BMW, the quarter of a million dollar salary from Cisco. Mm. I would have gone back and nurtured those relationships more that I actually learned that later. I mean, I was good at relationships. I was friendly. I was salesy. But when I worked for Cisco, it was all about the quota. Mm. It was, And if you got in my way, boy, you could have been a victim. And I unlearned that that mentality, right? That it was all about Kim. I'm an only child. So it's in my life. My roommates from college are like, she owns a gratitude company. She ain't grateful for anything but her, you know, shiny cars. <laughs> mm. And so I, I would go back and say, it's not about the stuff. It's not about the stuff that I can buy on Amazon. And so my 16 year old really gets, it's not about what you drive, what kind of house you live in. It doesn't define awesome. who you are. It's how you show up. Oh, and it's really about gratitude and relationships because we can't go online and buy those from Jeff Bezos. Oh, that would be awesome. Let me buy me some friends. <laughs> yeah, two-day free shipping on some friends. Yeah, Are they here. fun? I don't know. Are they fun, friends? <laughs> yeah. But you can't do that, right? We can't buy love. We can't buy happiness. The things that matter. They're miserable. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Right? And so that's what I would tell my younger self because I was always striving to achieve for the stuff. And now I don't do that. That's I mean, awesome. I have stuff. But it's not like, can I get a bigger boat? Can I get a nicer car? Now I drive my car for 10 years. It doesn't matter. It's just a vehicle. It's just a resource for me to get somewhere. Mm. And that's just a mind shift for me because I didn't grow up like that. That's incredible. At all. Yeah. Really, Great really message. powerful. Great message. Thank you so much for being here, Kim. Yay. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Make sure to check out gratefulbox.com. I mean, I'm looking right here. I'm, I'm going to buy one of these for my house. $19.99. You can pick a teal, nice. green, yes, black, purple, some. grateful box. Absolutely. So go check that out. Uh, let people know how they can connect with you, Kim. Well, you can um, find me on Facebook, Kim Angeli. You can find me on Grateful Box. You can Google me. I'm on everywhere. Follow me. 
reach out to me on Messenger, reach out to me on gratefulbox.com. You just click my link and I'm right there. Kim and Kim at gratefulbox.com awesome. is the best way. And I respond. I'm that's just the way I show up. I say if I get a thousand calls a day, then I'll just hire someone to answer the phone. <laughs> Beautiful. Love it. Thank you so much for listening. That's awesome. If you liked what you heard here on Stay Paid, please go on iTunes, throw us a five-star rating, make sure to leave a comment, and let someone else know about the podcast today. It really helps us spread the word. You can also find our podcast, including this one in video, on YouTube.com slash ReminderMedia or StayPaidPodcast.com. You can also get in touch with us. Send us your questions on Instagram at StayPaidPodcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acre, guys. And this truly is, I mean, about halfway through the podcast, she really gave the secret to, to growing a business. And so I want to challenge you guys to go back and rewind that. But, you know, the action item, I think, for this podcast is something very simplistic, but so many of us won't do. And what I want you guys to take action on is I want you to sit down this evening and I want you to write down the top five to ten people that have the most influence on your business. Maybe it's your past clients. Maybe it's an advocate that hasn't done business with you, but it's someone that you go, man, this person has really had a positive effect on my business, and I want you to do something for them. I either want you to write them a personal note. Maybe you can buy them a grateful box, right? And you can go there and buy them one of those. Maybe send them an edible arrangement. I'll tell you guys a personal story. We just sent out a couple edible arrangements here from our company to someone who had a family tragedy, another person that was going through a rough time. We received a phone call with an inc- a crazy, awesome voicemail just thanking us, how it brightened their whole week. Another person told us, and this is this the reciprocity that it triggers. They told us they were going to their office and wanted to share with everybody in their office, it was a real estate agent, what we had done for her, and she hoped we got business from it. We <laughs> sent an edible arrangement to this person with no expectations of referrals, business, or anything like that. We just wanted to do something nice because we learned about a personal tragedy. So do that tonight. It's not very costly. Your time is probably the biggest investment you have in it. It's simple. Do something nice for the top five to 10 people. See how easy it is and then apply Kim's principle and do it every single day and watch that reciprocity take effect. Watch your business grow because you're giving value. Always remember the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in any business is top producers take action. So take action on that today.